Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to the Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. For this half hour, we're going to talk about how America is changing spiritually. We have an expert on that who's going to speak with us now, and his name is John Meyer. Hi, John. Hi, Tom. Good to meet you. You're from City Vision. And, you know, what we want to talk about is just everybody knows America is not what it used to be spiritually. No. And just, you know, uh, what are some of the spiritual changes that you see, uh -huh. and then we'll talk about the ethnic changes, religious changes. What are some of the biggest changes that have happened in America? Yeah, I think a lot of it is connected to demographics, the age of people, immigrants, and we're kind of at this perfect storm, so everything's coming together. I think there's always been changes in American culture, but not all at the same time, and so I think we're kind of noticing it. Um, these aren't necessarily new things. Kind of the trickles become the flood. You know, it's kind of trickle, trickle, trickle. No one knows the trickle. And all of a sudden they turn around. We call it the Rip Van Winkle effect. It's like, I went to sleep, everything's changed. Yeah. And so I think uh, one is that the, the church people, the people that go to church, they tend to be older. They're dying off. Um, they didn't have as many kids. And if they did have kids, a lot of them weren't raised in a, you know, a, a family unit. They were single parents and things. And, and so that affected, you know, parents couldn't bring them to church or they were too tired. And, mm -hmm. and uh, so th we have a lot of young people who are very under-churched. Maybe they didn't even go Christmas and Easter. And um, That's a big change. That's a big change. Yeah. Um, when you and I grew up, even if, even if you weren't Christian, you still went to church. On Christmas and Easter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that's changed a lot. And then the younger people, uh, America's at this tipping point demographically, a lot of ethnic people coming in, immigrants from all over the world in pretty much rural areas and you know suburban, urban areas. And most of them, about 90% of them aren't Christian. Mm -hmm. Some come here as Christians and some mm -hmm. become Christian while they're here. But most of them are very monocultural. They've never you know, met white people before or even Christians and, and other groups. And, and they bring their religion, they bring their culture. Yeah. And, uh, and they don't plan to change. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they live in enclaves and they don't, uh, they go to public school and stuff, but they're still very separate. Mm -hmm. And so, again, um, these are some of the most unreached people groups in the world. And you know what I remember hearing is because we didn't go to them. Right. They're coming to yes. us. And so now you don't have to go overseas no. to witness them to somebody from Somali. No. They're next door, so exactly. you can be a witness. You can be a missionary staying in your neighborhood, yep. sharing the gospel with Somalis or yep. Muslims or whoever. Yeah, we call it the Great Commission in reverse. And I think, I mean, if you're Calvinist, God's causing it. If you're not, God's allowing it. Either way, God's doing it. <laughs> and either way, God wants us to react to it. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. These some of these groups we could never go, even if God called us to go to Somalia, you can't go there. I, explain this to me. When a lot of Mexicans moved to America, part of me was thinking, great, because they're Catholics, are going to vote right. pro-life. They're not voting pro-life, no. are they? A lot of them vote Democrat and, and politically they align that way. And part of it is the Republicans' fault. They don't reach out. They don't uh, you know, do things uh, to, to gain their vote. 
And so a lot of them just kind of go with what, what they, whoever kind of contacts them. And if you get the network, you get the whole network too. Mm -hmm. And so some of it is a political issue, but a lot of it isn't. It's just they don't know necessarily. Many countries, they didn't have two-party system right. or yeah. three-party. Yeah. And, and so, again, they don't always understand the politics. Um, you know, they didn't pay taxes and they yeah. didn't have all these things. And so some of it is just we just need to educate people better, um, you know, what's and, going on. And, you know, let me just list some of the facts that you put before me before the show came yeah. out. 2001, Hispanics sur surpass African-American population, becoming the, the largest ethnic group in America. Right. In 2007, non-white people in the U.S. tops 100 million. One-third of all Americans are white. So non-white. Non-white, yes. Okay. In 2009 and 10, for the first time in history, more non-white babies were born in America than white babies. So the culture is changing. Yeah, and we call this a tipping point. If you read Malcolm Gladwell's book or other people... They, again, this has already happened, but most people won't notice it until these people go to school, and then, uh, you know, 15 years later, they go into the workforce, mm -hmm. and they get married, and they have kids, and that's when we'll feel the tipping point, probably um, as they go through life. We don't see it right now. They're just a bunch of babies walking mm -hmm. around, but the tipping point's already happened, and um, we can't wait 20 years to try to reach out to them or try to connect with them with the gospel. We have to start now. Well, it used to be, and I think it still kind of is, one-third of Minnesota is Catholic, one-third is Lutheran, and one-third <laughs> is everything else. Yeah. And, and you put this into my hands just now. Yes. As of, as of 2014, on a typical Sunday morning, there'll be in, in the Twin Cities, or is this Minnesota? Yeah, this is Greater Twin Cities. Okay. Seven there'll County be 273,000 Catholics in And this the is real attendance, not membership. Okay. okay, all right, so real attendance. Yeah. On a typical Sunday morning in the Twin Cities, There'll be 273,000 Catholics in church, 155,000 Muslims. Yeah, they're number two. And number three is the uh, independent Christian yep, church, 83,000. Yep. Then num next is the church I used to be part of till it got so yeah. liberal we left it, the, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, 79,000. Yep. Then under them, 71,000 Buddhists. Yeah, we have more Buddhists than Baptists. More Buddhists than Baptists? Yeah. 65,000 uh, Baptists, et cetera, et cetera. So, Wow, have they changed. Yeah, if changed. you look at the top uh, <coughs> 10 groups, five of them don't even claim to be Christian. Yeah. And again, most of us in the past, we were competing against each other, yeah. and we were very uh, kind of siloed, and we didn't see, in my opinion, the more macro what was going on. And again, most of this is through immigration. Not all of it, though. They're actually converting a lot of uh, unchurched people or people that have left the church and they're still kind of seekers or looking around, and they'll be like, oh, let's and try this. Go and, uh, yeah. How much is this happening where a Muslim will move here or a Buddhist will move here, and they'll end up becoming Christians? Does that happen much? Uh, not as much. I mean, it's more going to their religion, converting to Islam or mm -hmm. Buddhism. But there are a few. Like, for example, in our city, we have the most Somalis of any city in America, around 77,000. And we've had 29 known believers. We've had others, but sometimes they drop out through persecution or... And, and um, Somalis are Muslim. Yeah, and, the, and these have become Christian. So we're reaching roughly about one a year, which is not some great revival. No, that's not. But it's still something. But 
when I think about you know having 3,500 churches in the Twin Cities and we reach one a year, oh my. that's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, and most people aren't praying for them, and we're not. There is spiritual warfare and things, and and it's just it's just sad. And we've converted. Others have converted to Christianity, but 75% of Muslims that convert to Christianity go back into Islam because you know there's no one to disciple them. There's no one. Uh, to be their new family or to help them bridge this gap. And so discipleship is equally as important as evangelism. Can you evangelism. tell me what groups are doing the best job of reaching people for Christ, would you say? Um, you mean uh, as far in, as In church? the Twin Cities and, and nas nationally, would you say? Who's I mean, no offense, I'm a Lutheran, I can say it. Mm -hmm. I, Lutherans don't seem to be gangbusters for evangelism, which is tragic. Right. I think, you know, there are some innovative churches and in all good Christian denominations. But again, the innovators are a small group. They're like three, four percent of a denomination. And so I think in every denomination, there's some pockets of, mm -hmm. of good people reaching out, praying. But I would say, um, you know, the Baptist General Conference, the Converge, uh, whatever it's called, yeah. Converge Worldwide, mm -hmm. they, mm -hmm. they seem to be reaching out to Hispanics and others. Um, I think the Assembly of God have reached out and done some good things. Yeah. Um, it does seem worldwide that the people that convert the most people are Baptists or Pentecostals. Yeah. Am I right? Or Bapticostals. We have a new <laughs> yeah. new term too, where where they kind of are Baptists, but they have a three-hour charismatic service, so they're kind of Bapticostal, <laughs> and that's something uh, that's new to our kind of our flavor of of American uh, Christianity too. Is this kind of this bridging of denominations? There's probably more differences within denominations now than between denominations. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, a Lutheran, uh, a, a, a very evangelical Lutheran is more like a Baptist, and a Baptist is more like an assembly yes. of God than in the old days they were very siloed, and, and, uh, and I think this is a good thing. Yeah. I think the church is unified in that sense, and people are more Christian first, the, the good ones that get it. When, when I was in the liberal ELC yeah. Lutheran Church, yeah. I had more in common with my Baptist friends than exactly. I did with my liberal bishop. Yeah, both theologically and just yeah. socially yes. and just your, your worldview. What, what are some of the trends you're seeing in America as far as like the occult, this kind of thing? Is, is the occult increasing in America? Yes, I would say uh, witchcraft is uh, growing significantly both in the Twin Cities but around the country. Tell us the facts about Minneapolis. Yeah, we're called Paganistan or Paganistan, we're the, like the witch, you know, like Afghanistan or something. We're like the witch capital of America. There's over 20,000 witches here. We have a witch uh, New Age bookstore, or I'm sorry, a publishing company, the largest in the world. Hmm. Uh, we have uh, witch choirs in the Twin Cities. There's a pagan choir and there's uh, witch babysitting services. And, and, and in South Minneapolis, did you say there's 23 covens? In yeah, in, in the Phillips neighborhood, uh, there's actually 41 witch covens in one neighborhood. My. Uh, and 35 in one zip code. So there is concentration in certain neighborhoods in South Minneapolis or in St. Paul. And, and again, this when I grew up, I didn't know any witches, no. but now, um, you know, I teach college classes and stuff, and people give their testimonies, and their friends a witch, or their mom's a witch, or, and these are Christians, you oh know, my. and so 
it's very popular nowadays. It's it's trendy. It's and, cool. And it's, it, Oprah opened the door to a lot of yes. this with Eckhart Tolle and all the new. Yeah. Age. You know, for Oprah to say she's a Christian, right, and then say Jesus didn't come to Earth to save us from our sins, but to get us in touch with our inner no. God consciousness. No, that's you know, a lie from Satan. Yeah. That's the same lie and over to have, and over. You know, to have. I won't name names, but I'd like to, to have political leaders who say they're Christians, but vote for abortion, right. gay marriage, etc. It confuses people. Well, we even have, again, talking about confusion, because some people are seeking, but Satan's always going to masquerade. There's one church, I'm not going to name it, but I could. Uh, there's one church in Minneapolis that actually lets a witch coven meet in their church, and they have a Zen Buddhist group meeting in their church. Oh. And again, think of to someone who how confusing that would and, be, and or why a Muslim would not want to convert. They'd say, "Wow, well, you, you, know, you support Islam witchcraft." Islam calls us the great Satan. Yeah, and there's some truth in that. Yes. America kills more babies. Yes. We're the producers of pornography. But you know, talk about confusion. So I drive by this Lutheran church in Bloomington, Minnesota, with this yoga class sign yeah, on its lawn. Yeah. I went to the website. Here's a guy sitting kind of like this, if yeah. I remember right. They're bringing in some Eastern religion guy to teach them how to meditate at a Lutheran church. Yeah, it's just, again, this is, you know, it's, it reminds me of the Old Testament when they mixed the pagan idolatry yes. with the Christianity. Yeah. I mean, people mix Christianity with Islam and Buddhism and the Dalai Lama was just here a couple of days ago. And, and spoke and had the service where? At Augsburg yes. College, our good Lutheran yes. college. Yes. And so, again, people are going to be confused. Now, part of it is the media, part of it is, but part of it is our responsibility. If we don't share a clear message or we're not reaching out, most of them are never going to reach mm -hmm. a real Christian or hear the real gospel. That's why your show is very important, because you do preach and you talk to people and you answer their questions. And that's what we've always been called to do, is just be salt mm -hmm. and light wherever we are, neighborhood, our family, uh, at, at our school, at our workplace, and if we do that, you know, they do have questions. They, mm -hmm. they, they want to ask you, they, you know, if you talk to them about church, they're not going to run away. In America, Tom, what's the two things we don't talk about in public? Religion and politics. Okay, guess what? In every other country in the world, that's the two things they talk about the most. <laughs> so actually, we're in error. We think, oh, we can't talk about it. They'll be offended. Yeah. But most of them would love to dialogue. What is really Christianity? Or what? Who is Jesus? Or you know, these kind of topics, they're not offensive. No. Again, this is why your show is a, is a key to reaching our culture. Well, and you know, part of my show, uh, I hope our main purpose on the show is to preach Christ crucified for the yep. salvation of souls. But another big thing for us is to try to get people out of the ELC, yeah. Lutheran Church, the United Church of Christ, yeah. the Episcopal Church in America, the Methodist, PCUSA, USA, yeah. Presbyterians, because these people don't know that their no. money is going for abortions no. or for gay, right. gay, gay rights stuff. Right. And you know, let, let me ask you this, up to this point, I think it's been true. Is it still true? These liberal churches that have become more and more apostate are shrinking. Yes. But the churches that are preaching the gospel are growing. Yes. Is that accurate? Yeah, it's very true. Uh, it's funny because they don't believe in outreach, so they don't they don't want to offend anybody, <laughs> and they don't want to, and they're for everything. And they're dying. If you stand for everything, you stand for nothing, yes. basically. Yes. You fall for anything. And yep. uh, so yeah, they're they're slowly shrinking and dying, and the ones that reach out and and you know. And again, I want to make it clear, reaching out, it is preaching the gospel, but it's also uh, good deeds. Yes. And good deeds don't save you, mm -hmm. but, but Jesus fed the poor, healed the sick. We need to do that as well as preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. Obviously, preaching the gospel is more important. One, you, know, you don't want a bunch of fat people going to hell still. Mm -hmm. it, doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything for their eternal salvation. But 
we've separated in the past, and the liberals went one direction, evangelicals went the other, and I like that the evangelicals have brought back a balance now, and, and, and so most of them aren't gonna come to our church, so we need to go to them, and, and most of them, that is gonna be our connection through teaching English or feeding the poor or whatever. And that's the door to that's speak the That's the gateway, yes. Yeah. And that's not where we stop, that's yeah. where we start. And uh, we have to make that clear because otherwise we'll, we'll turn into the same thing. And a wonderful work that I, I preach now and then down there is the Marie Sandvik oh, Center. Oh, absolutely. Christian That's ladies right. yep. that, that feed these people yep. and then give them a worship yep. service. Yep. And, and there's Muslims that come there and Hindus and Buddhists and Native American. Uh, that neighborhood has most Native Americans of any urban area. One percent go to church and any church, not even a good church. Yeah. And so. We have mission fields all over our major cities. What do you cities. suggest, I mean, for the people watching this show that, you know, they got a neighborhood, and, and in our culture, you know, we, some people know their neighbors, some people don't. Right. What advice do you have on how to reach some of these people? Well, I think Satan likes to divide and conquer and make us feel guilty for what we're not doing. Mm -hmm. And I think if you, you know, if you're not comfortable reaching out to your neighbors, don't, if that's not natural. But you do have natural relationships at your workplace, at your school, your family. and your family. And so go where you feel called to go or comfortable. Mm -hmm. And Satan loves to make you feel uh, bad about what you're not doing rather than uh, Find empowered. Find something you can yes. do. And, and some people really know how to make money. Yeah. Okay, that's your gift. Give money to the missionary. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And so I try to help people find their spiritual gifts, use them, and then find the context. And some, you know, some people, I think we're all called to be evangelistic, but it might take different forms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a role, like you might be good one-on-one. -on -one. Other people might be good in a group. Other people might be good with children or, you know, women to women or, mm -hmm. or seniors. There's tons of opportunities in seniors. Um, I think about training seniors all these nursing homes, who's working there? Muslims and Buddhists yes. and Hindus. Yeah. And they're paid. They can't go anywhere. <laughs> and they respect age. Yeah. They respect the no hair or the, of the, of yeah. the gray hair, yeah. white hair. And so uh, one time I had a 105-year-old friend. She, she lived in three centuries. She was born in 1899. She outlived three husbands. Wow. She died at 108, almost 109. And I would bring her everywhere. And she would preach the gospel. And I invite, you know, Muslims to come to her birthday party and stuff. And no one, who doesn't want to meet a 105-year-old or a 108-year-old <laughs> who lived in three centuries? Yeah. And they would come. And then when she died, they just met her once or twice. When, they di when she died, they all wanted to come to her funeral. Because in, that, in their culture, that's what they would do. Get, I think funerals and weddings are a great place to preach to the gospel. Oh, amen. And, and we don't, we don't yeah. again, these are natural yeah. things. And their, I mean, Jesus had the wedding. He went to the wedding. And he invites the disciples. He just met them, like, hey, we're going you know, to this wedding. And, and if I can, uh, John, I went to a worship service at the Iowa State Fair last summer. Tons of people yeah. there. This old, white-haired Methodist preacher, he could have been a Lutheran, got up to preach. And I thought, okay, now, Lord, have him preach the gospel. All these people who, who know that yeah, they go to church. Yeah. The, you know what the, top, the main point of his sermon was? Mm. Let's be good neighbors like Mr. Roger was a good neighbor. And I'm thinking, could you preach the gospel? Yes. So yes. a lot of this is Christian's fault. Right. You know, and let me ask you this. I, I, have a, uh, I know somebody that saw our show, and I, I tend to get negative about America yeah, and, and I, the I church. Yeah, I have the spiritual gift of discouragement, too, <laughs> and I often and, use it. And you know, Sorry. But, but he said to me, Tom, 
you got to turn your eyes toward what God is doing internationally. Yes. The gospel is spreading like never before yeah. in Asia, yeah. in Africa. And yeah. yeah, things are dying in America, but God's not done with the no. planet. And do you think... And there America, will always be a remnant here, too. Well, there is a remnant. Yeah. But my question is, I don't see America turning around. Do you see it turning around? Well, I do see this. I mean, I'm not a, a prophet, so don't stole me if I'm wrong. But I do see that, there, you know, the immigrants have brought um, the Christians that came over here from other countries, especially the Africans, they pray all night. Mm -hmm. And they, they feel, I mean, they feel called that God brought them here yes. to help us, yes. not to help save their people group, right. but to help us. And I believe that's true. And yeah. I, th I think we need to partner with them and empower them yeah. and learn from them right. and not be like, we have all the answers. Now and then, like, I, here's, a, here's a Lutheran lady from Liberia that yes. I meet. And the Lutherans in Liberia are evangelical, yes. Bible-believing yes. people. She can't believe what the ELC Lutherans are promoting right. in Minneapolis. Right. She loves our show because right. we stand on what she believes right. on, you know, the Bible. Right. And so, yeah, these people coming from over, some of the Hmongs are very evangelical yes, people. absolutely. Yeah. And that many of these people were persecuted in their country for being Christian. And so they're not some wishy-washy, you know, Sunday morning Christian yeah. kind of person. They, they, they live their faith. Right. Now, John, you give tours in the Twin Cities yeah. of, of all the of various neighborhoods, and tell us a little bit. If somebody's watching this sure. and they want you to come to their church, I know you speak at various churches, yep. Yep. and you also get a group in a van and you take them. Uh, you give a little tour of the Twin Cities. Tell people about. It's called City Vision. Yep, City Vision's the ministry. We started in 1995, and we do research and tours and things. And so we've taken over 16,000 people on a Discover Your City tour. There's 10 different tours, different areas. I live in Burnsville. We have a Burnsville tour because Burnsville is like 50% non-white now and Somalis and Hispanics and Russians. And, and so we, we, we drive around in a bus or a van, usually get 50, 60 people, and we stop at different places. We pray. And we don't just like stare out the window in this bubble kind of thing. We go out in the stores and markets and we'll buy their food and, and talk about hospitality you will get more hospitality from a Muslim than you will from most Christians. Mm -hmm. And uh, they'll give you free tea and free food. And, mm -hmm. and we call it stomach evangelism. We try to connect with them through the food. Uh -huh. So we go there, we buy their food, but we talk to them about their food. And, and it's a neutral thing. They love to talk about it. And I thought about Jesus. He would do stomach evangelism. He's always eating and drinking with people. It was, it was a neutral thing. And you could you know, have different people at the table. And they always got mad at him. But he was like, hey, this is fine. And, so we do the same thing. We go to their stores, markets, we talk to the people. Uh -huh. And then a lot of my students or people that go on the tour, they have such a positive experience, they keep going back. And so these, these people who aren't Christian keep getting okay. these people back and back in all ages. Like a grandma will just keep going back and <laughs> getting Somali tea. And, and we give them safe stuff that they're yeah. not going to freak out. You know. and, and if somebody wants to go on one of these tours, how do they get a hold of you? What's your website? That kind yeah, of it's www.cityvisiontc, like twincitiestc.org, and they can just look on there about the tours, or they can call us or look on our Facebook page. Cityvisiontc.org. Yep. You can also speak at their church and yep. tell people about all this stuff. Yep. You yep. know, let, let me ask you this, John. And it, it's good to yeah. get real faces, because these are not just numbers on a piece of paper. Right. They're souls. They're human beings. And yes, some of them don't want to talk to you, but most of them are just Who, like, wow. What religion is the most close to talking to you? 
Would that be Muslims? Maybe at first. See, I've never had this trouble. Um, if you make the first move and you dialogue or just talk to them, they will just light right up and ask okay. them what their name means or okay. ask them. Uh -huh. One guy, his name was Ishmael, and he didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> and he didn't know Ishmael who it was. In the Bible. And, and the Hispanic guy making the camel burger in the back told him, oh, that's in the Bible. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just funny. They just, yeah. they don't yeah. even know because it's just so cultural. They don't yeah. even think about it. Yep. And so, yeah, you're just like, oh, your name's in the Bible. And yep. they're like, oh, show me. And you get a Bible out and show them. And they're like, wow, this is interesting. And well, so John, just, so cityvisiontc.org, yep. if, if somebody wants to be part of that tour. Or, yep. or, and you've also got a great book called City View Report that tells you all about the Twin Cities. Stuff I didn't know. Give us some of the more amazing facts of Minneapolis. Yeah, it, we uh, we have the largest Hindu temple in North America. We it's do. up in Maple Grove, we not do. far from here. Yep, it's 20 acres of land, 22 million dollars. Wow! Different gods and goddess statues in it. I think there's 21 gods and goddess. Wow! We have the largest Cambodian Buddhist, uh, um, what do you call it, temple uh, okay. in uh, in America down uh, near Farmington, Hampton area. Um, they're going to build the largest mosque in America in Minneapolis. Are they? Yep, they're raising money. It's going to cost $48 million. That's as large as Where? our... Where? Uh, it's Minneapolis, near the U of M. They want to build it there by wow. the light rail and stuff. Do we, have a, do we have a large percentage of Muslims in the Twin Cities? Uh, about 150,000. About half wow. are Somalis. And wow. So, so again, a lot, of, uh, a lot of different people here. Okay. And then the witches and other groups... Well, John, thanks for doing this. Yeah, and, it was and a everybody, blast. we just want to urge you to pray for your yes, neighbors. Exactly what I was just walk say. around the neighborhood. Yeah. Pray for your uh, your your friends and your. The, I have Co I have Muslim neighbors about three doors down. We've never said hello to each other yeah. hardly. Just you know, it, it, if you live in a townhouse, it's hard right. to get to know people. Yeah. But but you know, John, we got about one minute. Could you just close in prayer for sure. America? Dear Lord, thank you for this time, Lord, and we just lift up America, our country, and Lord. Um, we just need help. We need uh, the workers are few and the fields are ripe, Lord. And so raise up workers Sorry. to enter the fields, Lord. And Lord, we pray for truth, that it would stand for truth and, and your love and, and goodness and not this watered down stuff or mm -hmm. this confusing stuff from Satan, Lord. And we just pray that Christians would, would uh, show the fruits of the Spirit, love, kindness, mm -hmm. peace, joy, patience, goodness. That's what they see in us. And that's what's attractive. Muslims don't have peace or joy. And, and, and we have these things, mm -hmm. Lord, through your spirit. So let us live through the spirit and let us show these things. Mm -hmm. And we just praise you in Jesus' name. Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Well, John, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Tom. Thank you and for everybody, your good work. And everybody, we want to encourage you to go to pastorstudy.org. To us is pastorstudy.org. You can watch this TV show on our website. Lots of our TV shows are on. You watch it for free, and you'll see all of our TV shows. So if you know someone that needs to see this show or any of our shows, pastorstudy.org. You can also uh, donate through that website if the Lord so leads. We ask you to pray for our ministry. We're here in the Twin Cities now, but now we're on nationally on DirecTV and Dish Network. So pray for us if you think of it, and God bless you. See you again next time at the Pastor Study. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? 
you may do so at pastorstudy.org or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Thank you.